Good morning, and uh, the week uh, is off to a good start, I hope, and we keep uh, rolling on in our text here from Colossians chapter 1. Today we're going to hear more specifically from Paul and from his uh, particular journey up to this point and his current situation and sort of his heart and motivation behind his... um, uh, calling to um, minister to the Colossian believers specifically, but his heart for the ministry of the gospel really emerges so beautifully here in these words. Uh, we're going to be in Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 24, and we'll take that all the way to the end of the chapter today, verse 29. Lord Jesus, we love you today. Uh, Father, it's a new day, and we celebrate your love. We celebrate your goodness. We celebrate Uh, The reality that in you, O God, we are never alone. Uh, You are always with us, and we give you thanks for that today. Uh, Jesus, come alongside of us um, and uh, send your Spirit to teach our hearts what you would have for us today. Give us sensitive spirits, Lord, to your word, that we might hear it and apply it with uh, willing and joyful hearts Uh, that uh, we would have our heart's strong desire would be to align our will with your will, that we would be conformed to your will, to your ways, and to your purposes for our lives. We pray that you would accomplish this in us, and we give you thanks for your patience with us when we fail. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this time together. In your name, amen. Well, let's dig right into the word this morning. This is Colossians 1, beginning in verse 24. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions, for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works within me. Uh, Paul's words uh, get our attention because they're strong and they're true, and we see his uh, beautiful heart for the ministry of the gospel uh, jumping off the page here as we read these words. Uh, Paul's ministry was an interesting one. Once uh, he experienced his calling in Acts 9 on the road to Damascus, uh, Paul was passionately committed to the spread of the gospel through the known world, and especially to non-Jewish Gentile sects of people who were outside of God's original covenant with the Israelites. And so Paul's mission was really global in scope. He wanted to reach the world with the gospel. Uh, He was committed to seeing uh, his fellow Jewish brothers and sisters coming to faith in Christ, but his real passion was to extend the gospel to the corners of the world so that uh, Gentiles and pagans who didn't know God could come to know God in the person of Christ. Frequently, Paul got in trouble and would at times be writing letters uh, from jail 
uh, being imprisoned for uh, his actions on the basis of the gospel. Um, frequently, those who would stir up trouble for Paul were other religious leaders, uh, and um, Paul would wind up in jail, and he would continue to minister, and he would be sometimes in confinement for many, many, many months, and um, would send out emissaries with letters to the churches. And so Paul, um, regardless of the state he found his life in, he was committed to the spread of the gospel, and his letter here to the Colossians is one example of that. Uh, Paul says he embraces the suffering, the afflictions uh, for his association with Christ uh, for the sake of the body, which is the church. And so he's passionate about uh, getting the message out regardless of what it costs him personally. And I think often we shy away from our involvement in ministry and in reaching others when it begins to cost us personally. Uh, We weigh the cost and often we say, I'm not sure I want to embrace that. I'm not sure I want to be known like that. I'm not sure I want people to view me as this crazy Christian who only talks about Jesus. Uh, But Paul Paul was that guy in the most uh, beautiful and winsome way. And he was having tremendous impact across the globe. Um, Paul talks about his calling. He says he was commissioned by God to present the word in all of its fullness, to preach the stuff that... Uh, ignites our hearts and brings us joy and to preach the challenging truths that we sometimes would like to avoid. He preached the full gospel, uh, not the easy gospel, not the toned down gospel, not the edited gospel, but he preached the full gospel. And uh, he says he has the joy of, of helping reveal this mystery which had been hidden outside of God's covenant people, had been hidden from the world and uh, and he has the joy of now disclosing it uh, to uh, the people of the world. God made it known to his own covenant people, and now he is saying, the gate is wide open for those Gentiles who will come to believe in my son Jesus. And uh, Paul's great joy, you can see it in his words in verse 27, uh, about his uh, sharing the gospel, to them God has called who has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What he's talking about is the reality that when we come to faith in Christ, his Holy Spirit indwells us. We invite Jesus into our lives, and we are inviting his Spirit to take uh, the place of uh, highest priority in our life. We are telling the world that we are committed to Jesus, but more so we're inviting the Holy Spirit, we're inviting God to take up his throne in our hearts, uh, to take that center stage in our hearts and lives, uh, that we are shifting from our commitment to worldly things, putting those things aside and saying, Jesus, uh, I want to make you king of my life. And so it is Christ in us, which is the hope of glory. And uh, Paul continues in verse 28 that Jesus is the one we can proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Uh, Paul did not want to win a bunch of baby Christians into the kingdom who were not mature and growing in their faith and becoming disciples who made disciples, uh, people who got the message of salvation but lived far from uh, the calling of a disciple. Paul's goal was to move every Christian convert toward maturity in Christ. 
And I think that should be the church's goal today, although the church has done a weak job historically of moving people toward committed discipleship. Um, We have done a fabulous job of spreading the seed of the gospel and winning souls to the kingdom, but we've not done a good job of raising up mature, committed believers. And that is the real work of the church in the absence of Jesus. Yes, proclaim the gospel. Yes, we want to lift up Jesus. But the Holy Spirit is already tilling the ground of a heart that will respond. So that heart, the moment they hear the gospel, is ready to respond. The church's job is to help grow them up in faith, to teach them what Jesus has commanded, to teach them to go out into the world and make disciples, and to baptize new converts, and to uh, begin the process over again. And so that's really the work of the church today. That's really the work of the Great Commission, as Jesus has called us to it. And so we have this joyful opportunity to join God in his work in the world, to be a partner with God in winning souls to the kingdom and growing them into mature disciples. Uh, And Paul says, I am committed to this. How much so? So much that I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. In other words, he's saying, I am 100% committed to Uh, the mission of Christ, with all that I am and all that I have. And Paul sets a very high bar for us to imitate and uh, hopefully uh, some challenging words for us to consider today as we think about this powerful teaching from Colossians 1. That gets us through the first chapter, and we'll pick up in Colossians chapter 2 tomorrow. I do hope you're having a great week. Thanks again for taking time to hang out and listen, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you tomorrow as we move into Colossians chapter 2. God bless.